Are you ready for a fish-based episode, Sarah? I'm so ready for the first of our fish-based episodes, Isaac. Okay, let's go. Hello, and welcome to the Deja Vu Duo podcast, episode three, starring Isaac and Sarah. This week, we watched a wonderful film from, you know what, I've forgotten what year it came out. 2004. 2004, called Shark Tale, starring Will Smith and Robert De Niro, I think are the biggest names in this. Well, the top two billings are actually um, Will Smith and Jack Black. Ah, that makes sense, as will become evident. Sarah, why don't you just give us a little rundown of the film? Okay, so this film is set in the ocean, and... Our lead character is a fish called Oscar, played by Will Smith, who works at a car wash, which in this universe is they um, clean whales, which work kind of like buses, I think. Can I just interject there? I was confused about this the entire movie. Are whales meant to be buses? Because they're all like graffitied up and stuff. Yeah, but they, I mean, they have, you know, lives. So it's a little confusing, but... um, They're like giant horses. Kind of, yeah, they're like big horses. Um, so he works at the car wash um, with his best friend, Angie, who is played by Renee Zellweger. And she is deeply, deeply in love with Oscar, but he kind of just friend zones her the whole movie. That's her f- the introduction to her character is him being like, you're my best friend, and her being like, ooh. <laughs> um, so Oscar's big thing is that he wants to be famous and successful he feels like he is a nobody he grew up really idolizing his father who also worked at the car wash and when his classmates made fun of the fact that his dad quote unquote only worked at the car wash um he decided he wanted more for himself and he wants to live in a beautiful house and have loads of friends um and the other main character that we are introduced to is lenny the shark who is the son of secret is that he doesn't eat meat he is a vegetarian he doesn't want to eat fish now in this universe all the fish who live in this sort of big bustling city um are terrified of the sharks they are continuously terrorized by this shark family specifically um there's a lot of oh the sharks are coming to the reef we're going to be eaten and killed um and you know lenny is expected to take over the business along with frankie except he doesn't want to hurt anybody. So that is sort of setting the scene. Now, the plot really gets going um, when Oscar's boss at the car wash, Mr. Sykes, who was a pufferfish voiced by uh, living legend Martin Scorsese. It, it is very strange. <laughs> it's extremely odd. Um, so Martin Scorsese voices the pufferfish who is his boss, Mr. Sykes, and he is kind of not he sort of works for Don Lino in a sort of some capacity I didn't really understand the nature of their relationship from what I understand about the mafia and the mob it's kind of this idea is that the mafia is ultimately in charge of everything and he's kind of you know gets the mafia as he has to pay the mafia for his own security and security of the whale wash and things like that he basically pays the mafia for protection but also there's a point in the movie where he's like i have to start paying them for protection so i was like what were you doing before anyway not relevant um so oscar owes his boss loads of money which 
as Mr. Soaks points out, means that he owes the sharks loads of money, essentially, since Sykes is indebted to the sharks, Oscar is indebted to Sykes. Um, he needs to earn five, not earn, raise 5,000 clams to get to Mr. Sykes by the end clams of the next day. Clams are also day. living in this universe yeah, as well. Mm, yeah, we'll get into that later. Um, so he needs to raise 5,000 clams. Angie gives him her grandmother's pink pearl. So this is a family heirloom, which is worth a ton of money. And she gives it to him and says, sell this and you will have the money that you need to pay Sykes back and you won't be in debt anymore. That'll be great. So he has the money. He has the 5,000 clams. He's supposed to meet Sykes at the race, at the race course, which is a seahorse racing track. Cause everything in this movie is fish puns. Um, and while there, he overhears some fish saying that the race is rigged and lucky day, the horse who the odds for him winning are actually something like 200 to one, uh, is actually going to win. And so Oscar gets, you know, dollar signs in his eyes and thinks, oh, I'm going to make loads of money and bids all that 5,000 on lucky day winning, which would earn him a million clans. Uh, this is when we're introduced to the sexy fish Lola, who is voiced by Angelina Jolie, um, who is introduced to the, to not the Kanye West song Gold Digger, but a song called Gold Digger. And I think it's by Ludacris. I had a little look at thank this. Thank you. And she, you know, gets all interested. When, you know, long story short, the horse trips up at the last moment and they don't, he has lost all the money and Sykes is furious. Um, she leaves and explicitly says, like, Deep down, I'm really superficial or some, something like that. Like a like joke. straight up is like, yeah, I only care about looks. Yeah, I only care about looks and money. That's literally what she says. Um, Sykes is obviously furious. He tells his uh, henchmen, who are two jellyfish voiced by Dougie Doug and Ziggy Marley, Bob Marley's son, um, who speak in really like... I, they, I think a lot of people derided it for being stereotypical. They were speaking in legitimate Jamaican accents. Uh, so they are his henchmen. They take him out to the middle of nowhere, shock him and sort of beat him up. Um, while this is happening, while Oscar is being beaten up and about to be killed, Frankie and Lenny swim up, having been told by Don Lino, their dad, to go out and sort of try and get Lenny to become more of a real shock essentially um he needs to know how to kill he needs to know how to kill yeah and he doesn't want to kill uh so they come across uh the jellyfish bernie and ernie and oscar um bernie and ernie run away oscar is tied up so can't escape frankie says lenny go kill that fish this is a really easy kill it's literally tied up there for you lenny comes up to oscar and says just like run away it's fine like i'll I'm not going to kill you. Oscar is confused and scared. Suddenly, a falling anchor falls from up above and hits Frankie on the head and kills him. I thought that Frankie, like, spoiler alert, Frankie is fully dead. Like, I thought that Frankie was going to come back like at the end of the movie and it was gonna be like oh he just had brain damage you know how these movies do i thought he was gonna come back i'm laughing because as you're as you're saying all this this just reminded me like how out of left field it's so crazy that like one of the characters is like killed so early on by by being hit on the head by an, an anchor it is legitimately like when you watch 
like a Looney Tunes cartoon and Bugs Bunny has a piano fall on his head. It is <laughs> hilarious. Um, so basically, yeah, Frankie is killed. Lenny, free- Lenny is really upset and leaves and is kind of like, I can't ever go home. Um, Oscar is left with this dead shark. Bernie and Ernie come back, see Oscar, see the dead shark and extrapolate that they think Oscar killed the shark. This news spreads like wildfire throughout the city and Oscar becomes known as the shark slayer. He has loads and loads and loads of money, loads and loads of fame. He moves into this penthouse, like everything's great. Lola comes back and it becomes his girlfriend, basically. Um, Then, you know, uh, hold on, let me just check. Okay, okay, so <laughs> so I think it's at this point that we have, I'm, the reason I'm going to talk about it is because it's my favourite scene in the movie, which is Frankie's funeral with all the sharks. It was my favourite part of the whole film because it is this like fully like Catholic mafia funeral. They sing in Latin. Um, Peter Falk, who played Columbo, is one of, is like a, not a rival, but like another Don, like an older, he's a leopard shark. I don't know if you remember this. I think the idea is like he's so the one Don... who sings "Wind Beneath My Wings" and is like, "Hey, Lino, I yeah, the, the, the shark slayer." So that was Columbo, which I enjoyed a lot. Um, In the mafia world, I think he's meant to be like one of the older like statesmen. So he's like retired from. Yeah, he's like being retired from that. Yeah. Um. So basically, they're like, we've got to find this shark slayer and kill him. Um, so back in the city, they get news that sharks are coming to the reef and they all freak out, but then they're like, oh, we have, we have Oscar now. Like Oscar can go and kill the sharks. He's the shark slayer. Um, so they send out Oscar who is freaking out because he never actually killed a shark. Um, but before the sharks actually arrive, he bumps into Lenny again, who then, you know, they have a little bit of back and forth. And then Lenny says, you know, you help me and I won't go back and tell them that you're the shark slayer and they should kill you. Um, so they agree to help each other out, basically, and Oscar hides him in a sort of storage storage room. Um, Angie discovers him very quickly, so all three of them are in the know. Uh, and then... Then what happened? Oh, okay, so... Then, you know, they're like, the sharks are going to come, they're really worried they think okay i know what to do we'll stage a fight between lenny and oscar and make it look like oscar kills lenny we'll have all the sharks see this and because lenny's in on it they can make it look really like really realistic really serious um and then the sharks will never bother the reef again so oscar and lenny stage this killing essentially where oscar kills lenny and the sharks leave they're like oh my gosh like this guy's really for real but then because of this they kidnap angie and they say you know we're gonna kill your girl your friend if you don't missed a key part of the film where what happened they dress up lenny as a dolphin oh sorry okay yeah so they've killed they they've quote unquote killed lenny and so that he can live his life without everyone being like oh shark he uh pretends to be a dolphin so he paints himself blue and like wraps a thing around his nose to like make it a bottlenose (laughs) so yeah so he's living his life as a dolphin now and like working at the car wash along with everyone and no one suspects a thing (laughs) and 
so then you know they've kidnapped the sharks have kidnapped angie so they go to um oscar lenny and sykes all go to this meeting and they say you know they're really worried because they're like well when i'm not a real shark slayer like what am i gonna do and he says okay well they don't know that so we'll call their like we'll call their bluff and um try and convince them to be serious so what they do is they stage this plan where they go and they say you don't have any leverage we don't care about angie and then um oscar has lenny pretend to eat angie basically just like hold her in his mouth and then they're like you have no leverage so leave us alone basically um and then what happens then oh but the plan fails because instead of just leaving oscar gets a bit full of himself and starts you know monologuing and lenny can't lenny is so disgusted by the taste of fish that he uh throws up and they realize very quickly like oh that's lenny not a dolphin um so at this point you know a fight sort of breaks out lino starts chasing um chasing oscar he says you know you killed one of my sons and then you made the other one turn into a dolphin and he chases him they get to the car wash and oscar ends up managing to trap accidentally traps lenny and then traps lino in the car wash as well and oscar finally confesses to his lies he's never killed a shark he never did anything and then he says to lino you know you need to accept your son for who he is um and lino you know has a bit of a change of heart realizes that he loves his son no matter what and agrees to stay away from the reef um and it's a happy ending angie and oscar make up after she oh yeah well there's a bit in the middle where angie gets angry at oscar because he's you know changed as a person which he has and oscar and sykes become part owners of the car wash and then it ends with oscar saying Hey, Missy, Christina, and Missy Elliott and Christina Aguilera as fish emerge, <laughs> and they sing the song Car Wash. <laughs> oh, and then um, there's a post-credit scene, but it's not really interesting. It's not really relevant, but uh, there is one. It's a very strange post-credit scene. Yeah. Um, so that's the end of that movie. Um, pretty... So I just want to say that I don't know, if I didn't make it clear you and i watched this in the cinema and it was 2004 so we were seven and eight and being seven and eight we did not realize this was meant to be a parody of mafia movies well so my earliest memory of shark tale was we were like i think going to india for a summer or something and or actually i when did you say this came out 2004 i think this was actually when we went to like new york on holiday and i watched this movie five times in a row on a plane that's so funny i remember us first ever watching it though because we watched it in the cinema and it was us our mum and a family friend and we were the only people in the entire theater and we were sat right in the back right in the middle of the back row and we're the only people watching shark tale and that that is the first time we ever watched shark tale Uh, i'll be honest i i had a higher opinion of this movie going into watching it this time thinking oh this is like a classic children's movie that it's a dreamworks film if we didn't say that already so it's a dream like i wrote this was the first thing i wrote down the dreamworks logo popping up was the first time was when i realized i haven't actually watched a dreamworks movie in a while but this was about 
around the time they were doing a lot of parody movies. Yeah. Stuff so, like Shrek. And so whatnot. Shrek, um, obviously, we then go a bit further up to uh, Monsters vs. Aliens is another one they did, which, by the way, I watched rewatched recently and I totally holds up and is really funny. Um, and Mega Mind, stuff like that, where it was like very much like genre movie parodies. Um, so, yeah, well, let's. Talk about what you liked, and then we'll go into things you didn't like. I'll give it. I'll give it to the cast. I think the cast really, really, really enjoyed making the movie. Like it's so evident. Like Will Smith's having a good time. I wrote down that I, I'm almost sure he ad libbed a ton for this movie. Like you can tell he just made loads of this up on the spot because some of the stuff he says makes no sense in the fish world. And there's a lot of stuff that they tried to say. We'll get in, into this later, but yeah. I have numerous notes that say, are they aware of the above world? <laughs> like, they, they, they say weird things that don't make sense in the fish world. It but, opens but, 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 with, yeah. like, the first scene in the movie is Lenny and Frankie, the shark brothers, and Frankie is singing the Jaws theme. And Lenny's like, oh, don't, that gives me the creeps. And Frankie says, but that's our theme song. And I'm like, you guys are aware of Jaws? <laughs> yeah, it's it, like, I, I mean... So that really sets yeah. the tone of the movie. But, I mean, like, the cast clearly had a great time. I think Martin Scorsese clearly loved his role. He, so like, I'll say this. fully into it. Um, I think for a lot of people, I imagine when they think of Martin Scorsese, they're like, oh, he's made, like, he's made classics. He's made incredible movies. And, like, he is, like, an an older guy, right? Like, he's, like, must be in his 70s now, right? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think... A lot of people aren't aware that like Martin Scorsese loves doing stuff like this. He's in the One Direction concert movie. Martin Scorsese will do anything. I had no idea. I mean, that sounds like something I've heard before, but I wouldn't have like pulled that out of my yeah like knowledge. Ever. Yeah. Um, but he clearly enjoyed the role. He loved a lot. making this movie, especially since a lot of him, a, a lot of his lines are him interacting with Robert De Niro, and obviously they they go back working together for decades. Yeah, no doubt. Um. So they get to spoof a lot of their, like, interactions from serious movies and stuff like that. And I think it was nice that instead of... They could have easily put Martin Scorsese in a role in as part of, like, the shark mafia. But instead they put him as, like, one of the fish. And he then interacts with the mafia. That was quite a nice yeah. way to go about it. I thought it was funny. I will also say, I mean... Yeah, when he pops up in the opening credits, my brain just exploded. Like, I had to pause the movie and be like, no, wait. Because it was... He's like fifth build or something. Like he's in a significant role. It's not like, oh, and featuring a little cameo from Martin Scorsese. No, he's, he's, a, he's a major character. Yeah, it's so strange. Um, I think this might be the first time that we have somewhat differing opinions on the movie, which is I quite enjoyed it. I I, I think there's a, there's, a, there's a period about 45 minutes, which is maybe half the movie. Maybe like two third, maybe a third of the movie. I was like, this, this is so dumb. But at some point, I really just lent into it. Like, I was really... I The jokes are stupid, but a lot of them did make me laugh. Um, let me just... Sorry, I'm just having a look at what I wrote. Which is, okay, what have I written that I did laugh at? Right. Did laugh at... There's a joke where pretty early on when they go... They're sort of showing the fish city. And there's they show all the different shops. And a lot of them are like parody... Like, not parodies, but um, puns and stuff on real shops. Um, 
and then there's a sushi shop and like nobody goes in it because obviously they're not eating sushi and I found it really funny. Uh, see, <laughs> when I saw that bit, I was just like, I, d- I didn't find it funny. I enjoyed like, that joke. Th- th- I... <laughs> there's another there's another joke along those lines where there's a instead of a porn shop, it's a prawn shop, and I yeah, was just no, like, yeah, no, but that that I yeah that make is very much like a ugh, okay fine, but the sushi shop like. There's, it's not like a, there's no dumb pun that I remember that I was like, oh, that's dumb. It was just the very concept of it and the fact that no one was in it made me laugh. Um, what else did I write? Um, oh, there is a scene which, this is the scene that I remember the best from the movie, like from being a child, which is um, when we're kind of introduced to the family dynamic of Lenny, Frankie and Don Lino. They're all sat in a restaurant and Don Lino says, you know, you need to learn to be a, um, learn to be a killer, learn to be a real shark, eat this shrimp. It's a live shrimp. And the shrimp is like, no, you know, I'm looking after my, my sister's kid and he lost all of his legs and his arms. So he's basically just a stump and, you know, but I still love him. He makes us so happy. And, you know, I'm working several jobs just to provide for the kid and it's so funny to me. Like, that's... I don't know how you managed to basically verbatim say the entire <laughs> speech back because that that's exactly what he said. But, that's, that's how but, funny I found it. It's going to stick in my head forever. My reaction... Look, this was my reaction to pretty much, like, the first 45 minutes is that this... I get it. It was meant to be a parody, but I don't think it was a parody done properly where it was kind... You know, when you see a movie like Shrek, mm-hmm. it's clearly, it's main, in t- when when they have that parody idea, but they clearly tailor it mostly so children can go watch it. I felt this was too far in the middle where it tried to be a kid's movie and an adult and an adult movie at the same time, rather than what you see in stuff like Pixar movies, where they're basically children's movies with adult things that they can relate to and I, that's where i think something like shrek falls into really well where well, a children the first a chil- two shreks yeah where a sh- where like children can watch it and be blissfully unaware of all the other stuff that's going around but adults will be like good reference good reference that's funny whereas this just felt like very forced i and didn't know agree. Where i think was. there's a uh, the most relevant thing that i've written regarding this which is once i recognized like once i clocked okay martin scorsese is will smith's boss oh Robert De Niro's playing the Don, um, and this is all a mafia thing. I wrote, okay, so it's like a parody of The Godfather. Who is this for? Like, when no child understands these references. No child has seen these. Most children are not, not only have not seen these films, but are not familiar with those references and are not familiar with those tropes. Like, the, the idea of Robert De Niro, like, to me, this is the thing, this is why I enjoyed it. To me, the idea of Robert De Niro playing, like, a, this, um, mafia don who is very like oh you come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding kind of um type role but he's a cartoon shark is really funny to me but that makes no sense to any child like no one's gonna understand why that's meant to be funny but then you have jokes which are like oh the whale burped and it smelled really bad like (laughs) see it was just like it was too much like trying to do two things at once while not doing either well enough I think is my is my big issue with it because I would have much rather it lent into being a slightly more adult car- car- if it lent into more like how something like The Simpsons is yeah I would have because The Simpsons is the 
like I think the perfect example where it's made for adults, but children can watch it and enjoy it. Yeah. Whereas this was just like it was just too in the middle, and I, I it just it was too much of a mishmash for me. I do have um. Unfortunately, I do find the Rasta jellyfish kind of funny. <laughs> I did not find them funny. Like, <laughs> we they... just, this is the thing. I, I'm just going to say, like, the concept of it, I'm like, listen, I get this is probably kind of offensive. But at the same time, like, hearing Ziggy Molly sing a Bob Molly song while, like, being a jellyfish, I was like... <laughs> I, I did like that after realising it was Ziggy Molly because then it, it was like, okay, that was a nice little touch to put in there and because there's they they have some line in there where it's like oh that's not how the song goes and yeah, it's yeah. Like, they're like okay. you're singing it wrong and i think maybe maybe this is a testament to like i didn't really check the cast and afterwards but they are both voiced by jamaican actors it's like yeah Ziggy so Muller and Dougie i mean, Doug is also jamaican I, i'll give it credit there even because it did try the movie so even it didn't though... come off as racist as if it was just like two white guys putting on rasta voices so like even though it's okay even though they did have a lot of stereotypes in the movie they were also played by like actors like the if you look at the cast for the mob they're all people who so i think it's michael imperioli is famously uh christopher mm. in the sopranos like as soon as i saw that name in the credits i was like yeah yeah i, I mean you see be... robert de niro and you're like oh okay i automatically know i mean the only weird one was that jack black jack black plays lenny by the way i'm not sure if we mentioned oh, that yeah. <laughs> um jack black like lenny is voiced by jack black and he's obviously just jack black it's... so this then my next comment is not this is not a positive or negative i know this is something that the film has been derided for pretty much since it came out so over the last 16 years um which is every single character in this movie looks exactly like the actor voicing them even though they are all fish like, the Will Smith fish looks like Will Smith. Like, that is... It's exactly Will Smith's face. There was a moment I was like... Because I, I, I remember going back to Martin Scorsese, seeing his name pop up, and then not really... Tr I was then... I kind of forgot about it until there was a one moment in the movie where Sykes was just there, and I was like... Oh, that's th Martin Scorsese. That's, that's his face. It's literally his face just his face on a puffer fish. And then, like, the sharks maybe kind of slightly less so, but... I will okay that sexy fish looks like Angelina Jolie and the Renee Zellweger fish both looks and acts exactly like Renee Zellweger does in um Jerry Maguire and then they have like a reference to Jerry Maguire later on and it's really strange there's a bit where um where Will Smith just quotes a bunch of not movies that are not for children in a row he's like are you not entertained something something and then he's like yeah, well, you had me at hello and I'm like firstly you had me at hello does not fit the scene and it was purely just so they could make a kind of joke about how Renee Zellweger was in Jerry Maguire. Yeah, it's just you're you're right. I mean, I don't I don't have anything to add on that. The fi they did make the fish look like the people they are, and in, I don't in something which is like a digital animation like this. I think it's very strange. In something like where you have motion capture, mm. I'd prefer it because then you get something if you. Maybe, maybe there was that. I think it's Mowgli, the Netflix one. Oh where yeah, yeah. They used motion capture, um, and it they were kind of like human faces on animals, but it gave them a little. Even though the movie overall isn't that great, it gave a little bit of like expression, which something you won't see in like the live action Lion King. Yeah, which is a, I think which that's, is good. I agree. In, that's a good in thing. something that is based. Let's basically a cartoon. It's it's not what it doesn't it does it, it's not good. I think the idea of it. I don't 
I quite like in that when you see it and even if you go back to um I want to say like the earliest example of this I can think of is in Aladdin they give the genie like so many Robin Williams characteristics because it's such a like iconic the way he talks is so specific and the way he reads those lines and obviously ad-libbed a ton of lines is very specific so even though it doesn't look like him it really acts like him and I think that that's kind of fine but this takes it to such a crazy like it's if you have never seen what the fish from Shark Tale look like, you need to see it. It's so creepy. It's like makes me uncomfortable. Well, there, there's there's a whole meme about that Angelina Jolie fish, which is like, why is DreamWorks trying to like trying seduce to... me with this fish? <laughs> like, <laughs> that yeah, the animation style is definitely something that was iffy. Like, I'll be on. Even though we're criticizing it here, I don't think it didn't distract me from the movie that much. No, only, no, only, only that, right at the yeah, beginning. Only, the, and for me, it was that only that one moment where I was like, "That's just Martin Scorsese's face." Um, <laughs> it's so funny how much it looks like Martin Scorsese. Yeah. I literally took a picture of it because it made me laugh so much, and I can't get over how much it's just Martin Scorsese's face. Well, yeah, it is. Like Sarah just showed me now, and there's, <laughs> I, 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 if anyone listens, like just go have a look at the fish. It's very strange. Um, was there anything you just like didn't like? In the anything movie, I didn't like. So I think going back to what I said before, it's a sense of like this film doesn't seem to know its audience at all, because there's a lot of jokes that like I found funny, but I did not find. I there's a reason I don't remember a lot of that from when I was a kid. Um, whereas the stuff that I do remember is the shrimp. And yeah stuff like that i also think that i know at the time this was kind of a big thing and people have probably talked about it a lot since but this i think was the same year finding nemo came out and there was a big thing about like oh is this is just doing the same thing as finding nemo which i don't think it is i think the reason people think that is because in finding nemo you have bruce the shark who's very like fish are friends not food which is a great joke in Finding Nemo and works really well. But I think because they came out in the same year, like you can't help but compare them. I mean, the movies, they're not similar in any way, but it's just, it's that one sticking point of where you've got sharks who don't want to eat fish. And even just the ideas of like underground, underground, underwater um, societies and like the fish kind of play different roles and stuff like that. And But even in Finding Nemo, it's not like this, this had that sort of, Ozzy and Drix feel where you've got yes. where you've got a whole you've got like a human society in a different aspect of the world so in that it's obviously inside a person's body yeah, whereas this just is just human society underwater. Transplanted into the ocean yeah. basically and this is the thing Finding Nemo is um, such a like I just want to say such a good movie and it's a movie that you know does what it's trying to do i think a lot better than this does i think there's like with with something that's made for children i feel it needs like a level of purity to it to work yeah which pixar clearly does well in almost every single movie and i think that's why something like shrek works because there is a level of innocence in the idea of they like Fiona just wants to be loved and I all mean, this and Donkey just wants to have a family like that kind of there, there is that sort of purity to it whereas yeah. Shark Tale was it wasn't like that it there was, was no a... story I think this is I get exactly what you're saying which is that even in Shrek and I'm gonna say like all DreamWorks movies they are clearly tailored for a slightly older child audience no anyway doubt, no doubt. and they are definitely they they have kind of more mature themes like 
clearly people get killed in these movies and um and the jokes are a bit like raunchier a little bit dirtier but like you said in a movie like shrek you know there's kind of like this concept of a found family and then you have um movies like um again monsters versus aliens it's like the same thing it's like found family this did not have that underlying i mean i think it tried a little bit in the fact that oscar i mean they honestly oscar's dad's only mentioned twice and i think they they tried to do that like oh he looked up to his dad and then people made fun of him so he wants to be a big shot and then there's this whole idea of being rags to riches and i think they did try to play into that a little bit but i don't think it was enough for i i don't think it was enough to warrant I'm, I'm i can't find the right words it just it just it just never quite got there yeah exactly i don't think listen i don't think all movies need to teach people something but i do think children's movies are bad if they don't try and teach children something and this movie wasn't trying to impart any kind of moral lesson whatsoever like if i was gonna you know recut this movie or like change this movie in in some way I think I would, like you were saying, maybe make the relationship between Oscar and his dad a way bigger part of it. Like have his sort of, the bit where he realizes that he's really screwed up is like with Angie and when she leaves him and then eventually gets kidnapped. And I was like, there should really be a moment there where he's like, this is not what my dad would have wanted from me or something like that. That doesn't come into it at all. And so you end up with this like very one note kind of main character who like yeah he's a great guy but he you know is a little bit of a hustler um it's like if you completely flattened out will smith's character in fresh prince you would end up with the character in this yeah that's a good evaluation and but like, like we said earlier will smith clearly enjoyed this role i think this is just off the top of my head this is probably one of the first like pure comedy roles he'd done in a while i'd assumed because he'd done a string of so he'd done like independence day at this point but like that's something but this was before he then started only doing really serious roles but i mean it was like this this was just pure it's meant to be a comedy movie yeah like there's no two ways about it this is i think the issue there's just not much to it and i think that if this entire film was about the sharks it would have been a much better movie and I think that's that... a very good point because for maybe like the first half hour, it felt like there were two completely different plots going on. Yeah. And they do come together a little bit late in the movie. Yeah. And it is a short film. It's only what an hour and a half. Yeah. But it, you're right. If it focused more on, say, if it was just a story about Oscar and then the sharks were just like villains, I think it would have worked better. It wouldn't have had that same sort of parody element but it would have worked better as a movie. But then if you wanted to do the parody, you focus just on the sharks yeah. and then have Oscar as like some nuisance in the way. You know, it's... It, yeah. It, it would have worked better if it had one specific focus rather than trying to have these two things going on. So I've mentioned Monsters vs. Aliens like three times in this in this already. But in that movie, and the reason I bring it up so much because I know that we're not going to do it because it was... I don't think I've actually seen it. Yeah. Um, I recommend it. It's really good. Um, 
basically the idea there is that um the main character like becomes this giant woman and she gets taken to this like secret facility where she meets all these where she meets all these like other quote-unquote monsters um and they are then enlisted to take on this alien invasion and that the reason i think this reminds me so much of that is because i remember watching that re-watching that and the opening credits every single name is like a punch in the gut it is like reese witherspoon Hugh Laurie, um, Seth Rogen, Stephen Colbert. It's like constantly you're like, whoa, this person's in this movie? And this felt very similar, except it kind of felt like it didn't go anywhere. Like in that, I was like, whoa, celebrities, celebrities, celebrities. And then the movie was actually really funny and interesting. Whereas this was just like, hey, a celebrity. And then that was it. Yeah, I mean, my... It felt like it was, hey, look at all these stars of the early 2000s and Martin Scorsese. And look, they're in a movie. Honestly, I think this the the for me the wor- like the worst crime this film is is the fact that it is quite average. Yeah, it's just not as funny as it should be. And like I said, I think I found it really funny, but when I think back on it, I'm like, the bits I found funny were all the bits with the sharks. And I think if it had just been that, it would have been much more entertaining. And I think it's stuff like I said, this Catholic shark funeral the concept of it is just inherently funny and i think it would that got that that i i did have a little smile at that like because that was like uh, that was the moment of pure parody which yeah like the, you see don lino's wife has like a headscarf wrapped around her and she's like weeping into his shoulder and they're like singing in latin and then um Columbo is like singing wind beneath my wings at the funeral it's so stupid and it's like so and it's just purely enjoyable and I think, I don't know, I feel kind of bad because I'm like, yeah, good for Will Smith that he, seemed, like you said, he seemed to have a really good time making this movie. But like, he, that for me was like the least interesting part of the plot. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, This is just something that I thought of because I do have a favourite joke from this. Did you have a favourite joke? I'm, I think you mentioned it. Uh, My favourite joke is um probably the shrimp speech. Or or anything that happened during the funeral because it was very like there's there's a bit where um like just a random character comes up to Don Lino and it's like kind of like kneels before him and it's like we're gonna catch this guy whoever he is may he rot in hell and the corpse is gonna like burn and it's like so over dramatic and then Don Lino's like thank you Giuseppe and it really made me laugh. I think for me it was just give me <laughs> oh <laughs> this was it so it's the part where um Oscar and uh angie are having that like big blowout in uh lenny's hiding place and it's yeah. when he's painting him and he's like behind a curtain and then they're having this argument and then Lenny just pops out and he's like look at me on sebastian the well washing dolphin <laughs> and it just comes it comes from nowhere and it was like the it was the worst moment for that to come but it's because of that i, it was, I was laughing it was funny um yeah i agree that one was pretty good this is the thing there were funny jokes in it like it oh was, yeah yeah no doubt. there was a lot of stuff in it that made me laugh but but i mean the, 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 i've just noticed something else i've written there was it's like we spoke about earlier there's one random bit where they say oh it tastes like chicken and i have like, that written down where lenny's like pretending to eat oscar and then he's like tastes like chicken i'm like how do you know what a chicken is like it's just <laughs> that's what i mean with like all the ad libs and it, it, all these weird references that didn't quite fit there it was there was just a little bit too much of that i think i've written like how why do they know all these earth songs i think if we compare that to say aladdin where when the g when the genie does all the 
all of his craziness, which is references to pop culture. I think we can kind of accept that in Aladdin because it is... He's a genie. He's a genie and it is that one character that does it. Yeah. It's not like every single character is self-aware of the fact that they're in a movie. Yeah. It's just the genie and it's just Robin Williams doing Robin Williams. Whereas this was just a little bit like, oh, we have all 10 of the like main billings doing... I also think thing. it's different when it's like when Robin Williams references mo- when movies are referenced in Aladdin, it's uh there's a bit where Genie like turns himself into like a Jack Nicholson type and is like does a Jack Nicholson voice, but he doesn't say like and if I were Jack Nicholson I would say this and then do it. Whereas Shark Tale is a little bit like that where like they'll be like oh I love that song yeah this it's, song specifically it's it's really on the nose with yeah its references I mean. If we're gonna grade it, I think what wh- what did we decide? Recommend or lost to the sands of time? Yeah, I'm really in two minds because I did enjoy it, and I don't think it's a bad movie. Like I said, I don't think it's a bad movie. I just think it's so distinctly average. And it's it doesn't hold up to not only movies of the time, but movies that are the same genre by the same studio. Like it's not the best out of any of those. Like, yeah. it's by far not the best DreamWorks movie. It's not the best movie, of, not the best, like, kids movie of the early 2000s. No. Um, so. The, my sentiments, exactly. And it's not that it's not entertaining. I'm going to tell people they should, if they if they are like me and they do like mafia movies, go watch it because you'll laugh. But it's not good the whole way through. It is just, like, joke after joke after joke, but not they're not very cohesive. No, and that, yeah, I agree with you. So, I mean, for me, it would be lost like i just i just don't i don't see this film really surviving no i agree i don't think it will and it doesn't survive for me like i don't think i would unless i have when like unless i have children who desperately need a movie to watch i don't think this is something i would voluntarily watch again i'm not gonna watch it again i think that's a, a good point yeah so on that note thank you all for listening and we will be back next week with help i'm a fish Bye. So, bye.